If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to another episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today, we are talking all about love bombing and what it is, what it can look like, how to heal if you've experienced love bombing, why people do it. I actually asked you guys on Instagram what you guys wanted to know about love bombing, and I got a flood of questions. So I'm going to make sure to try to get to as many of those into today's episode. I will say, like, I'm definitely not an expert in this idea of love bombing. I think love bombing can definitely be tied a lot to narcissism, which I've experienced, but again, I'm not an expert in it. I think if you want to learn more on, like, I'd say like the toxicity side, I would definitely listen to my two episodes with Dr. Jamie Zuckerman. We do one episode fully on narcissistic personality disorder, which is episode 42. And then we also do an episode on trauma bonding, which is episode 76. So love bombing can definitely be interwoven into a lot of these things. I think most relationships with a narcissist start out with a love bombing phase. But I think there are also circumstances where it doesn't necessarily mean you're with someone who is a narcissist, but it can lead to just toxicity in general. I would say one of the questions someone asked, and I'll just kind of answer my opinion on this from the get, someone said like, is it possible to have a healthy relationship that does begin with love bombing? I personally don't think so. I think I've talked about this on other episodes, and I'm not entirely sure who said it first, but I just think relationships that start with like such intensity will burn out in one way. Like if we, you know, start with the relationship being on fire, it just, for me, it's hard to see how that will pan out in the long run. I just think healthy relationships are much more of the slow burn and you know, when we don't start with a slow burn, we can sustain the relationship for much, much more in the long run. Love bombing, I also just don't think is the real person. It's like an act that's put on. So I just don't think that 
if a relationship is starting out with this like act that someone's putting on, just like I think relationships should start with, you know, a high level of transparency and authenticity, that's just not there in a love bombing situation. So before I get any further, what is love bombing? Love bombing is when a relationship starts or even like dating starts and it starts really intense. I mean, if we think of the word bomb, it's explosive, it's intense, it's like a flashbang, it's really fast. Some characteristics of a love bombing situation is someone would call you their soulmate really early on, which is, I think, a huge red flag. But some like they say things, I've never met anyone like you. They just start talking about future plans from the get, like your kids' names, you know, your wedding, all of those kind of things. So they're future promising things that no one can call you their soulmate a week or even like a month into a relationship. They don't know you. You can't really get to know someone in a month at all. So that's why I say it's like not genuine because there's no way you could know someone's your soulmate that quickly. I'm sure there will be stories that you guys will bring me of, you know, love at first sight and getting married really early on and it works out. I'm sure that's the case. I'm talking about more the majority, not the exception to the rule here. So there's a lot of like promises in that way of you're my soulmate, we're going to get married, these are going to be our kids' names. There's like very intense time spent together, meaning you're seeing them like every day, every other day. In the beginning of a dating situation, like it's normal to see the person one to two times a week. There's no reason to be spending every day with someone, but there's like this intense need for them to spend a lot of time with you. This could be like wanting to know everything about you and just thinking everything you say is like the best thing that they've ever heard. You feel like as like a strong sense of safety that you can just say whatever and you're kind of in this safe place. Like for example, when I I did, I happened to go through like a love bombing situation with someone that I later found out had narcissistic personality disorder. So for me, he was, you know, wanted to know everything about me. So I told him my trauma, my mm. secrets, like really early on in the relationship. And then those things were later used against me. So I got this false sense of like intimacy from them and this like safety of being vulnerable. I think love bombing can also, I mean, it can include lavish gifts right from the get go, you know, like a vacation right away, just something that just feels really, really intense. I don't know. I think the biggest sign of love bombing is when the intensity does not match the level of connection and intimacy you guys could actually have at that point. Like if you're a month in, you don't know a lot about this person, but if it feels like, you know, I've known you forever, you know, I can't imagine spending a day without you, you know, constant texts, constant doting upon, all that stuff. While I think if we framed it in a particular way, it could be like, oh, that's really romantic. But if you put it all together, it's like, wow, this is just too fast. I think a big thing is like, it's too fast. But the problem is it's just, it's really easy to get swept up in it. And if you are coming out of a situation where you were love bombed, you might look back and 
notice that your friends have like said, wow, this is happening like kind of fast. You know, are we sure this is what we want kind of a thing? It's really hard once you're swept up in the love bomb to be able to see it for what it is. One of the questions someone asked is like, what is the person's motive behind love bombing? So I've been in two situations where there was love bombing involved. One, the person ended up being a narcissist with narcissistic personality disorder. And the reason that the love bombing happened was to do like the bait and switch. So he wanted me to fall really hard for him. He wanted to know everything about me. He just wanted me to be all in because he could only really hide his true colors for a short amount of time. And he probably knew that. So, you know, there was like a six month really intense love bombing phase where, you know, he did call me Mrs. His last name, you know, not a proposal, but like a diamond ring involved. It was, you know, soulmate, all that stuff. And then six months in, a switch flipped and he just became like this horrendously toxic person. It was such a drastic shift for me from the love bombing that I couldn't even like recognize what had happened. And I was already in so deep that I didn't feel like I could just like turn back. So sometimes the love bombing happens because there's going to be a significant shift in that person's behavior. And they want to draw you in before they do that that switch. I think that's probably the most common. When you're being love bombed, it's kind of like they're like, look at all this amazing stuff. And they're like just overwhelming you with love and affection. Like, look at these gifts. Look at this trip. I love you. Da, 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 da. And then – but it's really a distraction from – probably red flags that they have, but like it's kind of the shiny objects thing when they're trying to distract you from the red flags that they're maybe covered with. And someone also asked like, can love bombing be subtle? I think it definitely can be subtle. You know, I think some people associate it with these huge grand gestures, but it doesn't necessarily have to be grand gestures. It can just be like a fast moving relationship, essentially of like, Going from meeting them, they text you every day, they, you know, do the future promising kind of a thing. So it can be a little bit more subtle. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be gifts and vacations and and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think they're essentially trying to distract you from who they really are. And the hope is that once they have you hooked, you'll feel in too deep, invested. It's also too, like for me... I think I stayed in the relationship for a lot longer because my memory kept flashing back to like those first six months when it was, when it did feel like a fairy tale. And and I think I kept hoping that it was going to return to that. So, it, but if I didn't have that like really wild roller coaster of romance and love in the beginning, I would have left the relationship much sooner because if someone started off the way that he ended up, I would never have been with that person. So I think that's like a big love bombing motive. The second situation that I was in, honestly, I just, I really think that the guy that I was with was just really insecure and really wanted a relationship. Like, I think the best illustration of this is I broke up with him and like three months later, he was engaged to someone else. I just think he really wanted a relationship due to his own 
insecurities. So his love bombing was probably like more of a love bombing in in disguise. But he did talk about like, you know, meeting his parents right away. The biggest thing for me is like he wanted to move in together after I think like two and a half months. And so it was again, like just this really fast moving, fast paced situation. And again, I just think he needed, he was feeling really insecure and just like had to be in a relationship. So wanted to do everything to make that happen. It's not necessarily like, it doesn't always have to be a malicious intent behind it. I think it either comes out of more of like, okay, I need to hide who I really am or I just really want this relationship to happen. So I'm going to pull out all the stops to in order to make that happen. So I'm sure there are probably other motives that someone would have. But those are the two that I've experienced. And I think a lot can fall fall under that. And that was what someone said, like, is love bombing intentional? I think in like the first example, the with someone who, you know, is a walking red flag. I do think it's intentional because I think they have, you know, and narcissists don't know they're narcissists, obviously, but I think they know like that they're a toxic person. So they're trying to hide it. I think in the second situation where he was just really insecure, I don't necessarily think it was intentional. I think it was just, you know, set his sights on, I have to have a relationship. So I'm going to do whatever I can to to get there. So I don't think it was necessarily intentionally mean or malicious or anything like that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So the biggest question or the most popular question that I got, which is very fair, is how can you tell the difference between love bombing and just like typical courtship? Because, you know, obviously in a relationship, you want to be – or in like a dating scenario, you do want to be courted. You want to be made to feel special. So, you know, I think the biggest thing is the pace of the relationship. And this pace will look different for multiple people or for different people, but it shouldn't go from one date to all of a sudden like seeing each other every day, talking, you know, for hours and hours every single day. I think there should be like a kind of a slow introductory pace, especially if you're someone who has, you know, dealt with relationship red flags in the past, the slower you move, the more accurately you're going to be able to decipher if there's someone that's meant for you. The faster you move, the more like the hormones, all the love chemicals and everything that happens in your brain is going to take over and kind of hijack your ability to judge them honestly. So I think it's obviously good to move slower. You don't want to be like, completely guarded, but I think you do want to move at a pace that allows you to see what's going on. So if someone is pushing you to move at a pace that is quicker than you're comfortable with, that is a a sign where it's more love bombing rather than just typical courtship. And I will say like the second time I experienced this, I was I had, you know, I had gotten sober, so I was a lot more just like aware and the feeling that I had when, you know, this person was like wanting to move in and talking about a wedding, it was it felt very fraudulent because I'm like, how do you know you love me so quick? Like you honestly don't know me. So I think if what they're saying to you, it might feel good, but does it feel like it matches? Do you feel like they actually know you well enough to call you, you know, a soulmate or say I've never met someone like you? There's a reason they recommend being with someone for like multiple years before you get married to them. That just cannot happen in the first weeks or months of a relationship. So if the things that they're saying to you don't match the actual experience that you're having with that person, I think that's another like indication that it is love bombing. If it's someone who like is just big on like bringing you flowers or bringing you gifts when they see you, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're love bombing. I think it's more just trying to move the pace of the relationship too fast. You know, it takes time to build trust. It takes time to decide whether or not you want to go on a trip with this person. Like you need to get to know them. You need to know how they handle certain situations. If they're, you know, if on the third date they're saying, let's let's go on a vacation together, that's too much. That's like not, I don't know. I don't think that's a smart decision. I mean, I think, you know, you guys could send me in like 15 different specific questions if they do this, if they do this, does it mean that? No, I could like more nitty-gritty decipher if it's love bombing, but I think those are like the biggest gut feeling kind of situations. Another thing that I really wanted to make sure I covered was like there are people who are more susceptible to love bombing. 
And I want to say I don't mean this in a mean way because I have been there. Like I've been the person that's definitely susceptible to love bombing. So I'm not saying it's anything bad. I just think it's something that's safe to be aware of because if you are someone who is susceptible, you should be kind of more on that, like more on the lookout than someone else. So I think having an anxious attachment style for sure, if you think about it, anxious attachment style, people are constantly looking for signs that they're safe in their relationship. So if someone is constantly telling you how much they love you and want to be with you and they're making these plans, like it is going to feel very almost soothing to you because it doesn't feel like you have to be anxious because they're just completely showering you with affirmation and signs that you are you're safe within the relationship. So anxious attachment for sure. I think another thing is if you are someone who is coming out of a not so great relationship and not so great could mean that they were unkind to you, they cheated, they just didn't treat you well. They didn't treat you as a priority. If you're coming out of a relationship where the person was emotionally unavailable, maybe they like could never say that they loved you. They could never make future plans with you because they were so like one foot in, one foot out. All of those things will make you more susceptible to being love bombed, in my opinion, because it will feel so good in comparison to what you just experienced that you're going to be like, oh, this is it. This is how I'm supposed to feel in relationships. I was with someone who couldn't say they love me, and this person's already saying they love me a month in. So that's I would definitely say that that will also make you more susceptible to, to love bombing. And again, this like doesn't mean that it's a guarantee you're going to end up with that. It's just something to be aware of. So if you start recognizing things happening in someone that you're dating, then, you know, just be on the lookout. I think another thing, too, is like if you're in a love bombing situation and you maybe try to bring up like, I'm not super comfortable with the pace that this relationship is moving. I don't really think they would particularly handle that well. I think they would just try to lay it on even more and say like, I've never felt this way about anyone and I just, I really want to move this along because, you know, I don't want to lose you, things like that. I don't think they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry if I was, I was moving too quickly. Let's, you know, slow it down. Like, let's keep our lines of communication open. I really want to move at a pace that's comfortable to you. You know, please continue giving me feedback. And like, that's a good sign if someone can handle that kind of not it's not rejection, but I think someone who was love bombing you would totally see that as rejection and try to like grasp on even tighter or gaslight you to make you feel like it's not moving quickly or just get really like defensive. So if you are in a situation where it's moving really quickly and you're like, I don't know if this is right, and you do bring that up and they're super receptive and want to work, you know, communicate with you to make sure that you feel comfortable, that's a great sign. So the last question that I wanted to address is, let's say the most recent breakup that you had was a love bombing situation and you want to know how you can trust again. The biggest thing 
I think in rebuilding trust in future relationships is you have to spend the time learning how to trust yourself. I really think if you're coming out of like a really intense relationship, I think it is vital to spend time on your own because it's like so intense and it does such a number on your nervous system to be in a really intense relationship. You're very vulnerable to falling right into something else again, I think, and also in my experience. So I think it's vital to spend some time on your own and learning how do you learn to trust yourself. It can be like the simplest things. I tell this to my coaching clients. If it's dinner time and you're hungry, I want you to like pause and ask yourself what you want to eat. I want you to be intentional about picking what you want to watch on TV. It's really just getting back in touch with your gut. So that's going to be a big thing. If you were like an intense relationship, you might relate to this thing where you don't know what you even like anymore because it was kind of hijacked by the person that you were with. It's really important to get back in touch with that part of yourself. So rebuilding trust. And then when you do start dating again, the fact that you feel comfortable on your own is one of the best defenses that you can have against ending up in that situation again because If you're comfortable on your own, you are not in any way like, I hate using the word desperate, but I think it's a good word here. Like you're not desperate for someone's companionship. So you won't put up with something that doesn't feel right because, you know, quote unquote, worst case scenario, you just go back to being single, which you're fully happy and comfortable with. So I think that's like the first line of defense. The second is a slow pace. Like if you move at a slower pace, you'll be able to see things a lot more clearly. And if someone tries moving it too fast, you can let them know, like, this is the pace I want to move at. And that's another great indicator. So I think taking things slower, again, this, and it's like, this is so nuanced because I think, like, I just think of my friends who are in like their mid thirties and I think as we get older, I think we more so know what we want. And so I do think relationships as we get older move a little bit faster, but I still think it's like in an intentional way. Again, you're not moving at a pace that isn't qualified by the experiences and amount of time and communication that you've had. So I think those are the two biggest ways is get comfortable single and learn how to trust yourself on your own. And then when you start dating again, move at a pace that feels comfortable. And I think that pretty much covers all the questions that you guys had. It's a tough thing to have gone through. I think it's a really tough thing to be coming out of a love bombing situation because I think it can make you feel really empty because you were so showered with love for so long or however long that experience lasted. So it is really important to like learn how to do some of that stuff for yourself, how to validate yourself. It's important to be around people. I think another like symptom of love bombing situations is you do get disconnected from your friends and family because you're spending all of your time with the person. So it is really important to reconnect with friends and re- like fill your life up as it was before that person came in. So that's it for love bombing. I hope this was helpful and I hope if you're, you know, even if you've never experienced that, like I hope you learned what to be on the lookout for. I do wish I had a lot of this information before I got into my toxic relationship. So hopefully I can help spread some awareness on that. But I will see you guys back here again next week. 
hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.